Today is September 23rd, my parents' wedding anniversary. Congratulations to them and to all of you who are tuning in to Talkin' Yanks for the voicemail episode in which we talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore for weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. What's going on, everybody? As the season nears down, Jake, the conversations get more fun, and I hope, I hope the callers have some fun stuff in store for us today. I haven't listened to the voicemails. Intern Luke does them. He's not an intern anymore. He's not an intern. Luke does them. Jake, how are you doing? Getting a lot of compliments thought, on your fade in the chat right away, just to let you know. Needed that. I mean, my hair was in a real bad spot for a while. Um, and yeah, a couple, couple things. A, I thought you were going full shock jock there for a second. I thought you were going, the season's winded down, but the conversation's picking up. And I was like, whoa, John boy. Um, and happy 35th anniversary to Susie and Chris. Did one of my sisters post that number? How do you know that number? I didn't know that number. I wasn't positive on it. Um, It's just, why wouldn't I know that? Seems like one of my siblings posted that. Probably Ritzy. You're on Instagram, huh? My folks split up recently. Not recently. A while ago. It feels recent. It was, uh, you guys went for that bike ride. You couldn't really ride. That ruined everything. Is what I've heard. That's a rumor. A lot of rumors this episode of Talking Yanks. Dude, it always... Who posted that? Find out. It always throws me off when I find out people check Instagram, which is just like kind of dumb and rude of me. Sure. I'm like, oh, you use that? People actually you use low that? You low-key hate Instagram. Low-key? I hate I, Instagram. You high-key hate Instagram. Yeah. It's just like incredible. So Love anyway. it. Still can't find this post. I don't know how you. Find. They can't have been thirty-five years. Whatever. I mean, I. I mean, call you want to bet on it? No, I think you you're sh- right. You want to shave something? Well, I'm thirty, and I was born in 1989. Okay. And I think they were married for six years by the time I was born. But it's that weird part of the year. This isn't important. What's up, Disagree. everybody? Now, this, is, this is the important stuff. <laughs> I think they were married for three years, then had Courtney, and then two years later had me. So that puts it at seven years? I don't fucking know. My mom's listening right now, and she is... Sometimes my mom's texts me, like, days later, and she corrects me. And she's like, you're lucky I'm not in the Patreon chat. I'd be correcting you the whole time. <laughs> send, her, send her a text. We'll get an update midway. Let's, uh... Let, uh ooh, I've got a fun game. Yeah. What do we think is going to be in the voicemails? I mean, a lot of rotation talk, right? Yeah, a lot of rotation talk. Uh, health, DD in the lineup, maybe. Ooh, it feels like a DD or Shella show. 
I can look at the titles of them. No, don't cheat. Oh, well, eventually I need to. Right. This this episode of Talking Yanks and the voicemail, the very first voicemail we play, which Luke has chosen. Oh, great. It's an Amato voicemail. Is brought to you by Roosevelt's. Roosevelt's, R-S-V-L-T-S. If you don't know who they are, honestly, you're dumb as a rock or it's your first time listening to Talking Yanks. And I we hope... Thank you. I, we thank you either way. If you're dumb and you listen to us, thank you, our people. If it's your first time tuning in, uh, we usually don't open with my parents' anniversary date, but maybe we will from now on. Either way, Roosevelt's, the Roosevelt's, you got to know about them. You got to hear about them. R-S-V-L-T-S dot com slash John Boy. They make button-down shirts. They have other kinds of shirts, too. They got T-shirts. They got hoodies. They got hats. But the button downs are the main seller. They're fun. They got pop culture ones. They got baseball ones. They got a ton of cool ones. Conversation starters. You can't even go get a, a glass of milk, Jake. Can't even I get could. a glass of milk. No, you can't without someone saying, I can't. Where the fuck did you get that shirt? I wore, I wore my Roosevelt shirts the past two nights. How many compliments did you get? Uh, two two. Not a math podcast, but too high for me to even wrap my head around. So more than three for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Miami Vice is almost like too sexy. If I had to put if I had to if I had to say something about it. Did you wear the Miami Vice? I wore the Miami Vice um, gym, grandma's couch or whatever. Grandma's carpet, grandma's sofa, couch, grandma's couch all over it. Yeah. Uh, like I look, I'm a hot boy in it. As I, I don't know. Well, the Miami Vice one, it's like you're putting out a vibe that's different than you normally put out for sure. So they, there are like a slightly different fabric. The, the Miami Vice is, it's a little tighter. It really hugs the buys, and I mean that's my burden to bear a little bit. It also hugs my midsection a little bit, so I have to suck it in just a little bit. But I mean, I look like a total hot boy. The other one is like a glove. Grandma's couch. Holy smokes. Yeah. Great. Mm. I wore one yesterday. It was nice. So go to Roosevelt's.com. Use discount code JOHNBOY for 20% off. Let's get into the first voicemail by Amato. Hey, JOHNBOY and Jake. This is Amato in California. A few weeks back on the voicemail episode, you asked me what my motto is. So I've got a lot of mottos in life, but my Yankee motto this year has been at least the Yanks play today at 3.30 or some days 4. It's been a crazy year. I'm a teacher. Shitty beginning to the school year. Life has been pretty tough overall. But the beautiful thing is every day, or almost every day, we got our boys playing 3.30, 4 o'clock. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about Yankee baseball. It's an escape. It's a respite from the craziness of life. So I uh, want to thank you guys for what you're doing. Discovered you guys this season. It just made it even better. You know, you guys are a little bit of an extension of that. Get to think and talk baseball more than just during the games. So out here in California, not as many Yankee fans, but you guys are kind of like uh, – a daily or almost daily kind of uh, talking baseball, talking Yanks. So keep it up, guys. Wanted to know what's been your favorite part from the season? What's your favorite moment? For me personally, London, I got to go. Um, uh, I went to both games, spent way too much money, but they pounded the socks and scored 30 runs. It was pretty great. What was your personal favorite highlights from the season as we wrap up? Want to see what you guys think. Keep up the good work. Go Yankees. All right. Yours yours is London too, right? No. 
No, that's my bad. That's your bad. Thank you, Amato, whose whose motto is at least the Yankees play today. Which, you know, that's why baseball is awesome. They're, it's so consistent. Like, it's um, therapy for a lot of people. Dude, a lot of people, you go to work. You go to work nine to five. You come home. You eat dinner. And I lived this life for a while. You put on the game at seven. I mean, now it's part of my work schedule. But, yeah, like when I just graduated college and was living with my parents again and working remote in California, in Connecticut, my dad would get home from work. Luke would come home from high school, dinner, Yankees. That's what, like, that's what we did. You just sit on the couch, you melt, and you watch the game. And like, Luke will be doing something. My dad will maybe work on some things. My mom, you know, but the game is on. Like, it's the main thing. That's why baseball is awesome. Fucking uh, football is consistent too, but it's just once a week. NBA and the NHL, the schedule is too crazy. Yeah. You have to actively try to figure out when the game's on all the time. It's nuts. Yeah. Any, anyway, Jake, what's your favorite moment from the season? Well, I just wanted to build off what you were saying. I mean, my in in my home growing up, um, it, I would the Yankee game would be on, and I'd put a piece of homework in front of me, and so I mean, to my mother's vision, I was doing homework for three hours. I mean, didn't do a lick of it. Um, but yeah, that was a staple in my house, and your house was impressive too. I watched a few Yankee games at at your house, and it'd be cool like. There'd be grandmas involved and Luke's trying on your sister's clothes and stuff. It was a really <laughs> good time. Um, favorite moment from this season. Um, God, I'm trying to uh, like I'm trying to do the what jumps out moment. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling a little right now. Do you have one? Uh, Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, is, the Hicks, Hicks catch in Minnesota. Insane. I'm sure people that that. Um listen and follow along with us will like say like you loved this like someone out there knows my moment that i'm forgetting yeah but hicks was really good i believe there was a double play against the rays or the red sox early when like britain or Ottavino like were struggling and i think i tweeted something like just made my deaf dog bark with how loud i screamed yeah it was like a single moment uh I've, I've got another one, and and maybe it's just because I'm I'm frozen on Hicks right now. But a couple games before that, Jimmy was the Tampa game where they brought in the lefty to bring him around so he would hit righty because he didn't have any righty homers, and he hit a righty homer like two strikes, two outs in the ninth. That was kind of our dagger to Tampa. That was like, no, you guys, we you lost guys that. We lost that with, game, but that was cool. You guys can't play with us. Um, didn't the Yankees tweet out like their top moments? Like the savage moment was obviously awesome right. for, for us and for me. Um, yeah, actually I forgot how big that was for like talking Yanks. And, uh, yeah, I we guess got, we got mentioned in, we got a, a one article on ESPN.com for a full day. Yeah. It's kind of cool. What else? What were some other good moments? People, people got to reach out to us. All right. This is what the Yankees put out there. Ford's walk off. Gary versus Houston. What's that mean? No. What the hell's Gary versus Houston? That's their number two moment. Didi's Grand Slam. Oh, uh, that was a good one. Against the Dodgers? 
No, wasn't it? Uh, or maybe I'm just picturing the one at the stadium recently where we thought he was breaking out. Yeah, I, yeah, that's when they have Savage's moment and and the Hicks catch. Hicks catch was amazing, yeah. dude. All right, next. Never mind, he homered right before that as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it's the Todd Father from Rome, New York. Uh, just a couple things. First of all, I can't believe how many people out there are saying that Giancarlo Stanton shouldn't be on the postseason roster. Are they crazy? I mean, the guy changes the way pitchers pitch to the lineup. I mean, he can have a monster postseason. He's way better, in my opinion, than Clint Frazier or Maven. And uh, he definitely should be out there. I think he's going to have a huge postseason. Second of all, the video you guys made with the beard shaving I don't think I've laughed that hard in years. That was gold, just a classic video. You know, as much as Jake looks like Tyler Wade, John Boy, you and Mike Ford are doppelgangers. All right, go Yanks. Dude, I watched the beard shaving video again, Jake, because I was finding yeah. a picture of you. Very, very, I basically have face paralysis. It was so weird, dude. I I kept telling you, you were freaking me out. The stuff you were doing with your face, um, it was hyper weird. It was hyper I, well, weird. what it was is and I, I'm not positive. I think is I'd never seen myself without it, and I didn't right. like how I looked, clean shaven. Right. So I was trying my best to find a manipulation of my face that made it not as bad. Where I was like, if you look at me, I was kind of doing like, okay, yeah, that that's kind of what was going on. I was yeah, just you searching kept- for like. Your face, was, your face was looking for a new home. Yeah. Um, it's basically like if you're naked and you grab a towel to cover up. Right. My face was searching for a towel. Like, can we hide okay. this? Um, but yeah, that video is pretty funny. Got posted on like uh, the Yankees subreddit. Did you know that? No. Like a weird one to go there. But they're like, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't ever want to do it again. Go Yanks. We'll find out another bet. Reviews have been slowed down because we got to that plateau anyway. Yeah, the FYI to everyone, obviously the next couple of weeks are going to be crazy, so I'll probably be saying, like, hey, if you haven't left a review, like, now's the time. Um, if you spent the season with us, don't do it now. If you spent the season with us, and uh, when the season ends, before the playoffs, before we fully put our hearts on the line, if you want to give a five-star rating and review, it helps, and we'll, we'll accept it. Yeah, should we line them up so we get even a bigger boost on the iTunes chart? Should we do it like every time the Yankees win a playoff game, you leave a review, or every time they clinch a series, do you leave a review? I don't know. It's too much for it me. Seems to like think something. That. What was the question? Giancarlo needs to play. Uh, Todd might have left this voicemail before, like Giancarlo hit a home run and then hit a double and then hit a sack right. fly and has looked good because. There can't be people that don't understand. I, You know what, Jake? I will give the people that were somewhat hesitant when Talkman was being really good. Like, do we need him back? What if he comes back and he's striking out? You know, and, you know he's going through that two-week strikeout stretch. I think that's a fine thought process to have. If you vocalize it in the manner of, fucking Stan's going to ruin everything. That's not cool. But if, yeah. if if you're honest with yourself, when this was happening and Talkman was going crazy and Maven was going crazy and Hicks was there and Gardner was there and you're like, 
dude, what if we bring Stan back and he's just a black hole in the middle of Orlando for two weeks? Like, I think that's a fine nugget of a thought to have. But if you see what he did in the last two games and like he looks like he's swinging easy and shit, like, come on. He changed, like Todd said, he changes the way pitchers are going to pitch. He's a, he's he's good. He's one of the best yeah. players in baseball. You're all over it. There was merit when Talkman was healthy because if Giancarlo came back and like didn't look good, like then it was a discussion. Then Talkman gets hurt. Uh, Stan is back and he looks he's looked good. It's not a discussion at all. But yeah, Jim, I, I dropped this stat. Uh, on yesterday's podcast, but uh, Miguel Andujar has more at-bats than Giancarlo Stan this year. <laughs> so if Stan came back and he looked really bad, like, yeah, the Yankees would have had a decision to make if Talkman was still healthy. Talkman not healthy, Stan looks good, not a discussion. Not a discussion. Yeah. Be excited for Stan. Tired of crowded grocery stores? Thrive Market is here for you. Offering everything from healthy snacks to organic wine. Thrive Market brings you food as it should be. Real ingredients, environmentally friendly, and delicious. Thrive wants to make healthy living easy for you, so they're offering a free trial and 25% off your first order by going to bit.ly forward slash save on Thrive. That's bit.ly forward slash save on Thrive. Hey guys, it's Bubak. I just wanted to... uh give a big thank you to you guys for allowing me to finally use my college degree, uh, mainly through you guys as the mower guy. I went to school for commercial horticulture, golf course management, and I am no longer doing any of that. But I guess now I am, because I'm now the mower guy, and I guess that's my name. So thank you guys for that. Appreciate it. And uh, have a good one, fellas. I'm going to miss you. Actually, you're going to miss me at the event. Um, it's a sad day. Bubak. Love you, guys. Bubak's calling now, Jake. He's not even Is asking. He done, he's done asking questions? Yes. Just, we're just kind of an out. We're like a diary now? <laughs> it's basically, he's done asking questions or pr- proposing uh, situations or you know asking our thoughts. He got his degree in agriculture and he hasn't used it. And since both of both of us, just for some reason, picture him on a lawnmower when he calls in, he feels like he got his degree now. So that's good. We yeah. meant we mentioned how baseball can be therapy for people. Nick Buback is changing the way that comes about. <laughs> hey, John Boy and Jake, this is Michael from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I'm just calling in after the Batantis news. And, John Boy, I hate that you were right that you had Batantis in your bucket to not come back this season. But, honestly, I think for all the negative Yankee fans out there freaking out, they just need to realize how good this team has been through injuries and through everything without Batantis. Um, and I was just wondering what you guys thought uh, for who's going to replace him on the postseason roster. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Michael. I had Hicks and Batantis in the buckets. They both had season-ending injuries. Are you, am I to Slightly blame? different buckets. I had them both in buckets. There was a lot of buckets. There's th- those were the two. It was he more. Good, it, it was he looked so good, and like it wasn't his arm. It was a completely new injury. 
but it was more just kind of like life's all about balance, Jake. Right. And having Batances and Severino both come back and be strong for the playoffs and Stanton, it just come on. Life's life yeah. can be life can be good, but life ain't that good. Batances is a sacrifice to the gods. If they're gonna give us Sevy and Stanton, like Dellen, we love you, but you're on the altar and we have to give you up. Sevy and Stanton fill holes. Batances just stacked. Yeah. Surplus. So, yeah. Um, who replaces Batances in the, in the roster? Boone said that this, this, these next five games are like tryout season. He basically admitted it. It's, uh, there's one spot open. We said Sessa, lasagna, Tarpley, Gumby, but I don't really think Gumby anymore. Who else? But that, that could change with two good Monty appearances. Yeah, I know. Ken, uh, Heller. Uh, I mean, I think it's Sessa's to lose. Because I do think there's a sense of right and wrong. Let, can we go through it again? Because I, I thought Sessa was a lock. Oh, okay. Let me get my fingers out. Yeah, finger time on talking. Tanaka. Games. Yeah. Paxton. Severino. Hap. Hap CeCe. That's five. Five. Chapman. Yep. Britain. But uh Canely. Canely. Adabino. The goose. goose. And then there's two more. So yes, Sessa might be a lock. So I think Sessa's a lock. Okay. Um which kind of makes sense because he's a little stretched out if you need that. I guess the question the question becomes, Jimmy, it's A, is Hap our emergency long man or is Hap like our game four guy in some fashion. Um, and I think that's going to depend on bullpen usage. And I think, I think Hap might be a bolt guy. I think they're going to save him. If depending how the bullpen gets used, I think he's going to be available to start or be a bolt guy or I believe they, I believe they said today he'll be relieving in the in the postseason. Right, 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 right. I'm, but I mean, I I think there are some variables there, um, depending how a series goes, that he could just be like the extra inning. We need we need five extra innings, guys. I think there's a chance of that, um, depending the usage. It's most likely he's going to really get like a bulk appearance, depending how um, this week goes when he comes out of the bullpen. Um, but yeah, I've I've got Sess on the roster. There's like so many stats around it. We just have to get the images of bad Sess out of our head. Um, you got Tarpley but, next or Lasagna? Lasagna's looked good. Tarpley's a lefty. I'd rather so Monty than Tarpley. Here's my deal. Tarpley has some really good numbers versus lefties. Like almost all the damage, and his numbers are atrocious this year, but almost all the damage has genuinely been righties. Here's my thing. CC is clearly going to be our lefty reliever guy. I I I I think that's what they're aiming for. If it's and so you have to think about this. If it's the fourth inning on in any of these playoff games, we're going to a high leverage reliever. Tarpley doesn't make sense to me. And that that's the thing. If if 
the Jordan Alvarez spot as on our team, as I'm as I'm liking to call it, the the lefty who's going to come in to face Jordan Alvarez in the third or fourth inning. Are you going to go Tarpley or Karsten Charles Sabathia? So to me, Tarpley doesn't have a spot. He would be a lefty specialist, and we already have CeCe doing that role. He'd be a lefty so, specialist that you wouldn't want to bring in in a close situation. So exactly. instead, you'd go Lasagna, who can give you length if needed. It's So for me, it's Lasagna, unless you have Sessa Hap in that long roll, um, and then maybe you just Heller impresses us this week. He's got a chance. Um, but I think we're... If if Johnny Lasagna has an impressive start performance this week, I think it's his because he has crazy arm talent. Give me Heller. Let, uh, let me get Heller to make it interesting. Okay, Tarpley made the the roster last year off of like seven appearances, ten maybe. I mean, Heller Heller technically has like really good career stats. It's a very small sample size. You're a small um, sample size. Dude, what happened to David Hale? Um, Got hurt. Miss him. I mean, Ben Ben Heller technically in 22 career major league innings has a 2.82 ERA with basically a strikeout per inning. So I wouldn't rule out uh, Heller. Really what um, you're looking for is a guy who's the most stretched out because you're only going to pitch him in slop. Lasagna stretched out. And, I mean, he could be a fun righty on righty third inning matchup i don't think that would ever happen but um dude johnny lasagna is the type 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 of guy his stuff's so good he can get you excited with like one at one at bat yeah like he he throws his plus plus fastball plus plus slider plus plus changeup. you're like holy shit uh and then he has kind of a gnarly inning but yeah yeah all right good good cue michael Hey guys, Matt from Jersey calling. Um, I just saw uh, John Boy's postgame tweet after the um, postseason rotation is probably set with Paxton, Sevi, Tanaka, and talking about Tanaka's home road splits. I'm sure you guys will probably touch on this in the post series podcast. But um, my one th- thought was maybe they're doing this accepting, hey, we could beat the Twins in four or five. But in the long run, this might set them up better for the ALCS to have Tanaka start at home game three versus when they would probably need that win more versus against the Twins. Obviously, a playoff game, they all matter and are important. But it might set them up better for the long run. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Well, they're not going to – you got to play to win the series you're playing. The moment you get ahead, you're done. Um, they've they've had opportunities to do that in like the wild card, and it's like, no, throw your best player. That's what you do. Uh, what was his question? Was it like Tanaka game two? I, I'm. I, I think he said Tanaka game three to line up for the next series, right? I think you got to go Tanaka packs in game one and two. I think again, it's almost rude not to. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, if Sevy comes out and throws another gem, we're going to be like, "Holy shit!" But um, all t- three are going to pitch. To win, the- all three have to pitch. Yeah, uh, all three have to pitch. Um, I uh, I know our friend of the program, Magic Sam, reached out to me 
And he was like, dude, I loved what you said about Seve being the bad guy. Yeah, I um, like that too. Like I, I'm, I've pretty much fallen in love with throw Seve on the road. He throws like a mean five innings, 10K performance. Then you bring out the goose. he just walks out of there like, the bitch is back. Um, that's a new phrase I've been working on. I don't know. Um, the bitch is back? Kelly Kapoor, the business bitch. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, from everything we currently know, we think Paxton is game one or are we still just making a lot of assumptions? A lot of assumptions. Okay. I mean, technically Tanaka's lined up. They gave him the last game of the season, which lines him up on regular rest. Paxton, Paxton is pitching the day before him, right? Two days before him. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be big extra rest for Paxton. I don't know. Yeah, so the way I would think is if they, if they wanted – who knows, man? Like, who knows? Yeah. Because you could have this line of thought that they want Tanaka to be on regular rest for game one, and then that first off day, they'll have Paxton throw a simulated game. And then that next off day, they'll have Sevy throw a simulated game. Then Paxton and Sevy are lined up for games two and three. That's kind they of where my anything. brain went right away. But then you could also just say, nah, they're just going to give him extra rest. Yeah. Paxton's going to start. They're all going to be a little extra rested. So I have no idea. Now, I like, I listened back to our episode yesterday. I loved what I said about giving Tank that rock game one because you trust Tank and you don't want Paxton. It takes the edge off Paxton a little, the nerves off Paxton. I also loved what you said about use Paxton first because if something bad happens, you have that rock of Tank behind him. I flip a coin, whatever way it lands, let's fucking roll. I think those two got to go one and two but I don't care which way they do it. And Jim, you know, it's fun. We've, we've talked about this on talking baseball a little bit. Cause we've been excited for the nationals to be in the one game playoff. Cause you and I are like, yo, it'd be kind of fun. You've got Strasburg and Corbin use those guys win that game. And you have Scherzer lined up for game one. Like you could, you can line yourself up good for a series. And then we thought about it. And it's like, yo, Max Scherzer would never let that happen. Tanaka and Paxton aren't those personalities. Like, I, I think Boone would be able to talk to them and either say, like, you know, Tank, you've been our guy. We want to give you the rock. And I think Paxton would respect that. I think he could go to Tanaka and say, like, dude, he's won his last 10 games. <laughs> we're we're going to give him the rock, and we want you there for game two. And I think Tanaka would respect that. So I don't know. In, in our heads right now, I think the mental struggle is we feel like we're going to hit the wrong button. Like, if wh- whoever it is is a good pick. But if we lost game one, we're going to say the other guy should have started. Where in theory, we should be sitting here saying it's win-win. Like, whichever way it falls, you should be happy about it. Because you're either getting Paxton, who has literally won his last 10 games, or you have Tanaka, who has a great playoff resume and is part of the heart and soul of this team. So it's kind of a win-win, but it just feels like the wrong button's going to be pressed. Yeah. Do you have a lean? Are you straight 50-50? I'm straight 50-50. So, I, I mean, I am, but I the question I want to ask that sounds like shock jockey is, like, if you're the manager, what do you do? You. I think I go Paxton 1. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. I don't care. 
I'm against the Red Sox sucking. They're up four nothing on the Rays. And now it's six to four. Do we want to push a? Do we want to push a strong through our social media avenues that it doesn't matter? Like we should tell people don't care. It's oh, going to be no, Tanaka or because, Paxton and be happy. Uh uh-uh, uh. Because uh-uh, then you just get a million replies of people who care way too much. Love that. And I, and if you care a lot one way or the other, I'm kind of fine with it. Like cool. That's why we love this sport. Follow Dive your in. heart. Just don't be rude in your conversations with others. Don't tell if I'm if I want tank one and you want Paxton one, don't tell me I'm dumb because it's not that crazy of a difference. Right. You can't be insulting people over it. No wrong can, answers here. You can be firm in what you like. Have your lean, no wrong answers. But I will not be tweeting that out because Is there a conversation for Sevi? Sure, man. If he comes out and deals, <laughs> right? <laughs> if he comes out and deals in this next game, um, then yeah, man. There's a conversation. Also, a conversation. Uh, the twins haven't seen him all season, and not for nothing. That's kind of like a flashy Yankees boon kind of move. Like, oh, he's back. He's getting a game one. That's our guy. I think they kind of do the normal move. I think so, too, but I think there is, like, a, you and I would not be shocked if Seve's next appearance is good and they say, yeah, we're throwing him. <laughs> no. But, yeah, it's crazy. We'll see. Oh, woo, woo, woo. We have the voicemail of the day. The voicemail of the day is brought to you by our friends at Instinct Dog Training. You got a dog? Does your dog need training? Take them to Instinct Dog Training. They got facilities in Manhattan and Bergen County. Bergen. Is that from a movie? Oh. I don't know. You always say it that way. It's from uh, Cinderella Man. The Pride of Bergen. Jimmy, Jimmy, whatever his name is. Uh, Jimmy the Bull. Jimmy the Bull. Maybe. Gotta, gotta bring home some toitles. I told my kids I was going to bring home the title, but they thought I said toitle. So now I got to bring home both. Have you ever seen Cinderella Man? Instinct Dog Training. Yeah, not in a while. Oh, it's such a good movie. Might have to watch it tonight. <sighs> and I, while I'm watching it, I'll think about Instinct Dog Training, how it would have been really hard to train a dog in the Whovilles and the Hoovervilles and the slums of the Depression. But we're not in the Depression. And then we got instinct dog trainings and training camps and private lessons, free puppy classes. And if you use code TALKINGYANKS when booking, you receive 10% off board and train camp or private lessons. Also, the owners are awesome. They're big supporters of ours. They came to our event. They're originally from Nova Scotia. So if you ever wanted to talk to someone from Nova Scotia, just call instinct dog training up. But don't waste their time with just idle conversation book something take your dog there train him it couldn't couldn't script it any better uh noodle the doodle dog is thinking about risking it all for our our dinner that is now on the counter um you gotta which, get i mean there. that would be the ultimate ad for instinct dog training <laughs> in cinderella man uh jimmy i can't think of his name again pride of bergen he fought max bear who killed people in the ring who is from Livermore, California, which is where I went to high school. Coast to coast. I coached Little League at Max Bear Park. In your face. All right, voicemail of the day. What's up, Talking Yanks? Uh, Calling in just after we clinched the AL East. Pretty happy about that. 
even with all the joy going on, there's a couple things I wanted to ask you guys about. First off, pressing issue, it's literally a big issue, has to be addressed. Poppy Gordo posting that picture with the cutoff shirt. Dude, what what was up with the calzone in your pants, huh? Are you, are we in the wrong uh, career here? Should we look start looking for a new job? I'm I'm a I'm an adult film producer, man. We can we can do things. We can set things up. Let me know what's going on, huh? It's a family show. Let's keep it rated PG thirteen, shall we? Uh, congratulations on that. Second thing, uh, just heard about this whole Herman thing. Uh, I think it's a little too early to be worried, but I'm getting worried, so I need you guys to talk me down. If Herman gets suspended, are we in trouble for the playoffs? What do you guys think? Um, you know, especially now that we got Patantis is injured again. Um, you know, our starting pitching was uh, short as it is. I think we'll be okay, but I really need you guys to talk me off this ledge. Let me know what you guys think. All right, this must be a little bit of an old voicemail. A, we have a rumor here, Jake, that you're well endowed. So, Jimmy, when I was at your place, well, yeah, when I was at your place, I took a picture upstairs because I was still I was wearing the half shirt. I I wore the half shirt for 24 hours. I slept in it. I was being gross. Um, I took a picture. There's a mirror in that room, and there's a plant by it. And I took a picture by the plant, and the plant is just, it's poking my biscuits, but I, I didn't even feel anything. I think that's Where is this? Mo- Where, you posted on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. You're and, by a plant. I, I, think, I think there was a couple comments like this, and I, again, I said there was going to be a lot of rumors this episode. I mean, this is the most false one there is. I think what's more telling about what's going on down there is that I didn't feel a thing. I didn't even feel the plant. Um I gotta find this picture. So that's that's my official statement. You didn't feel the plant. What 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 was the, the caption of the tweet? Use your bad brain and figure it out. I mean, if you think I remember, I it would be frightening if you asked me on a date if you picked a random day and it was like 10 p.m. and you said you FaceTime me and you said Jake, you can't look. List off the tweets you tweeted today. I would get one of 10. Oh, oh, I see it. I never saw this picture. 69 likes, so you know it's good. I bet. What are your thoughts? So you're looking at it at the first for the first time. Yeah, let me zoom in real quick. Wow. This is an odd conversation to have on the thing. All I right. can see where the pants make it clearly look like what people are thinking is your wiener. Right. I know because we've lived together and you're a man who yeah. enjoys being nude, that that's not your wiener. You know what? Uh, if, if I, I was know a pilot, what's going on down there and that ain't it. <laughs> if I was a pilot on a plane, you you know what equipment we're flying. So, OK. Um, but anyway, that guy's in yeah. the adult film industry. So if you're interested, okay. you can do that. You're already highly glued. interested. DM me. Um, Jimmy, can we have because. Everything was kind of so new and sensitive, and for obvious reasons, for the right reasons, we haven't had the the full on like impact of of Herman not being with the team. I guess we've been dancing around it because the conversation is now around the last bullpen spot and things like that. But um, I mean, can we talk about it? I, I don't know. 
Uh, Herman is gone. With Seve being so good, it's kind of like, okay, we didn't really miss a beat. We're sitting here saying how excited we are about the pitching. Um, I mean, yeah, you got to wait for accusations to come out, but like, or for for it to be finalized. And who knows if we ever will. Um, I mean, if he laid his hands on his girlfriend or wife or whatever, I, I think it's his girlfriend, but they have a kid together. Significant fuck, other. Fuck him. But these things are so sloppy. Like yeah. Chapman's in our bullpen, and he supposedly shot a gun next to his girlfriend's head to scare, her, and that's like fucking menacing. Yeah. So yeah. it's terrible. Um, unfortunately, as baseball fans, it's easier to just say that guy is a bad guy. Um, and I root for whatever happens on the field. I root for it to be good, and that's kind yeah, of an unfortunate it- thing about sports, but it's true, and that sucks. But dude, Herman needs to take care of himself, and the league and the Yankees need to take care of it. And like, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm just going to shut up about it until we have. Yeah. The, the conversation right now is a loop. It's, it's what actually happened and when that comes out and then it turns into, you know, is playing sports a privilege. And then it's also like, well, you know, some of these guys, this is all they have. So, I mean, do you give people second chances and what, I don't think how it's, much- a, I don't think it's, a, I mean, it's a privilege that you have the skill, but, Dude, a lot of these kids give up their entire lives. And, like, from, like, 14 years old on, they work at one trade. Right. And so that's their job. Like, you got a booby miles effect. All I know is, all I know is baseball. All I know is baseball. It's my job. Like, that's how I know. And, so like, and, and people would counter that, and they'd say, well, you're – and now you've been given this opportunity, and, and you blew they'd, – they'd say this is a situation where you blew it, and now you have to go figure it out. I personally don't think that's totally fair because it is their lifestyle, but it, it's there's just there's no answer to it. So for all that stuff, we don't know uh, if he did anything. He's a bad guy. If not, <laughs> we got to figure out what happened and go from there. Um, but either I, way, I I'm still excited about our pitching going into the postseason. Yeah, and the the biggest thing is now Hap is become has probably has a big size role in our bullpen that Domingo would have been in. And the conversation we just had, it's it's instead of Hap being at the end of our bullpen, Hap becomes a potential bulk guy and someone gets a playoff roster spot um, at the end of the at the end of the pen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sam calling from the Jersey Shore, um, actually from Madison, Wisconsin, but from the Jersey Shore initially. Um, just a quick question. Um, you guys see, I was, it was just after the, uh, the CC Sabathia last game at Yankee Stadium. Obviously got kind of choked up. Do you guys see the Yankees retiring his number? I mean, Turner Cutty wins 3,000 strikeouts. It's pretty freaking amazing. Not a lot of pitchers have done that. You see him retiring 52? Alright, see ya. I wouldn't be upset about it either way. Um, the Yankees have set a precedent which says that CC should get his number retired. I'm not happy with the precedent they set. That's my issue. Right. But well, the precedent they set is that he'll he he uh, amongst people in there he probably could get it as well. Fucking like Reggie Jackson has his number retired. Yeah. Dude, like yeah, Reggie we, Jackson uh, should not have his number retired. And this this is something that that you and I do disagree on a little bit because I think it's it, it's not necessarily just stats and how it's cut off. I, I think it's 
a lot of it is also tied to your impact and how it's looked. And I mean, CC Sabathia, you saw it with, you know, we, we were recording talking baseball this morning and you were like, Whoa, Michael Jordan just liked my tweet. And then we were like, well, it probably wasn't Michael Jordan. It's probably someone running the account, but I mean, CC Sabathia is a guy who he put in over a decade with the Yanks. Um, he was premier for half of them. He struggled and then he kind of came back and was good. I, I think you're right. Like statistically, it, CC wouldn't be the best ad, but I think what he is for the organization and what he's going to be for the organization. And I think being 52 kind of helps if we're being fully honest. Oh, the fact that it's not like a marquee number. Yeah. I think that helps big time. But Jake, Reggie Jackson played for 21 years. How many of those 21 do you think were with the Yankees? Do you know? This is a pure guess, and maybe I'll make myself look like an ass. I'll say like seven. Five. Yeah. Why is that guy? I mean, I like Reggie Jackson. I understand he was a huge part. They had to be. James. Dude, they had to be uh, in a bad. Mr. October. No, no, no. I know. When did they retire Reggie Jackson's number? I know the answer to this. It had to be in like some bad years. 1993 tail yeah. end of some bad years and they were trying to sell tickets and they so they had a reggie jackson day because well my, my, so my counter silly. to that is because you're you are all over that part of the theory but reggie jackson's a giant part of the organization till this day um like yeah, reggie but, but i don't know if he was like that's true now that might have been because of the retirement yeah, and it, maybe it's an A plus B thing, and I mean he's he's kind of a legend of the game, and you're you you're definitely right to a degree that the Yankees were in some low times, so they were like, hey, let's let's get morale up around here. But again, I think that's the impact thing. It's Reggie Jackson. It's Mister October. Um, so you're right. I mean, statistically, and like with his time playing ball for the Yankees, no. But I mean, where he is right now with the Yankees, he like travels on road trips and stuff, like. Reggie Jackson's a weirdly odd part of the team. Roger Maris, dude, Roger Maris' career is wild to look at. Guess how many seasons Roger Maris played in the bigs? 23. 12. Nailed it. I thought you were trying to trick me up. For a guy with so much prestige, that's not a lot. Only 12 years. I mean, seven of them were with the Yankees. Take you out. Seven of them are with the Yankees. Two MVP winning years with the Yankees. The home run race. I think retiring his number was more of an apology. Dude, he had a he had a hundred and thirty two runs in nineteen sixty one, and he never broke a hundred any other season. Hell of a year. Yeah. All right. So I think that that precedent and some others on there, like Phil Rizzuto, I think CC uh, Gidry. I don't think Gidry has like a like a ton. Like I know people hey, love. Hey, you back Gid- off on Gidry. I'm I'm a sucker for him. Yeah, Gidry's got 14 years. Always been a Yankee. He, I'll take back Gidry. I like Gidry. Yeah. I thought it was uh was less, but um. But I mean, think think the guys you're saying right now, and like let's let's throw CC in the bucket. I mean, CC Rizzuto and Reggie have a lot of other stuff around them, either in baseball in general or with the Yankees. 
If CeCe's retired, should O'Neal's? Is O'Neal's? I think, and I, I know he has a plaque, but I don't think it's retired. Yeah, I think they were doing the 21 O'Neal thing. Maybe maybe that's why he's in the booth right now. Um, but I think it's still like the he's got a plaque, but the number's available, but you just don't wear it type thing. Yeah. And, dude, that's that's another factor in this. Like, what about when Reggie Jackson left the Yankees and was Mr. October? Who's going to snag that number? <laughs> you don't yeah. want to be the guy that takes Mr. October's number. Yeah. Well, I think they set a precedent that CC will get uh, whatever. Yo, so Astros fans on Twitter are so bizarre. Uh, not Astros fans. Some people on Twitter are so bizarre, Jake. I tweeted out my opinion on that Hinch speech yeah. after, the, after they clinched. It's just so, and this is what the outside world doesn't really get, and it kind of sounds douchey to them, but it's so un-Yankees. Like, I've never heard a, a speech that was so far away from the Yankees' organizational mindset. He goes around the room and says, like, we got a lot of hardware in this room. We got rookie of the year, probably. Bregman might get an MVP. I don't know who's winning the Cy Young, but he's standing in this room today. Um, what's their closer's name? Osuna. Osuna's the youngest youngest closer to 150 150 saves. Like, who fuck cares about that? Went around the room doing all these individual achievements. And and then at the end says, uh, you know, we won a lot of months. Let's win three more series or whatever. And I get that. But I was waiting for, and none of that matters because there's one goal, you know, and it never came. And he was saying, no matter what happens in the postseason, remember this season. Remember that we have a Cy Young winner. Remember that. It's fine. It's just so weird to hear as someone who grew up with Jeter and the Yankees and Tory, and that would never happen. So anyway, I'm getting all these replies and like, they're like, yeah, it just is weird to you. That's what this guy just said. And I was like, well, yeah, dude, I tweet from my perspective. Like what? What's your that's, point That's there? what this is. And then I was remembering when Jeter was in a batting race, batting title, and he laid down a sack bunt. I think it was in 2009. Uh, in like August, he laid down a sack bunt. And uh, they asked him about it. He's like, we're trying to win games. I don't give a fuck about that. And it's, yeah. just, it's just like opposite. Yeah, uh, I think his, his speech felt like a... Um, we just lost the regular season, but we had a good year. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say building confidence. Like, it, like he kept saying, like, I, I need you guys to know, like, this is a great team. We got four guys with 30 homers. Oh, yeah, that was another one. Like, what the fuck? You know, young, youngest reliever to 150 saves. It was like, it was a, it was like a buildup speech. Like, it felt like a speech that he could have said at the start of the season almost. Um, so you, I, I think you were right. It was, it was weird. The ending wasn't different. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a, you got a big following now and people are dumb. They're, they're not going to always pick up on an opinion. They're like, that's what you think. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure is dude. That's why I tweeted it. I tweet out my opinions. Love it when the people that follow me, they're like, (laughs) you're so biased against about the Yankees. Yeah. I'm a fucking Yankees fan. Dummy. Yeah. What do you what what does that even mean? Yeah. I'm not some bipartisan well, that, reporter in Well, the that booth. would mean that your takes are bad because you're biased. Uh yeah, but like but obviously I'm biased. I'm tweeting right. from a Yankees fan perspective. 
You got to add that, that tweets are my own on in your profile. I was going to ask someone on Twitter. They just followed me. And um, someone with, with a check mark. No, they never check. They work for some major publication. I was like, oh, this could be cool if he's a contact in the future. And it said underneath, tweets are my own. And is that like, does that hold up in a court of law? Did one person do that? So now everyone does that. Does that carry any weight when people put tweets are my own? Like legit people that work for companies and stuff do it. What do you, what do, what does that mean? I don't think it. I don't think it matters. I, I don't think it like holds. Yeah, I think it's kind of like you, you said the Michael Jordan account today. Like I bet that account doesn't say tweets are my own. Um, so I don't know. I guess there's some people that own it, and then I think it was definitely second and third tier celebrity like Twitters. They put that in there to like, hey, no, it's me. Um, one of my, it's a good friend I grew up with. It's been too oh, long. I, since I thought I thought the whole reason for that is like, hey, don't take my tweets to my company because I don't, they're not on their behalf. They're just for me. I think there's a little bit of that with like ESPN and some things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, my, my favorite Twitter bio out there is, and uh, if you talk in Yanks faithfuls want to track him down, he's my buddy, Will Crick. We middle school, high school together. He, uh, his Twitter profile says <laughs> tweet tweets are not my own. Unless you like them, baby, then they're all me. That's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. It's a good disclaimer. All right, next voicemail. Talking Yanks boys. It's Kyle from California again. Remember me? The one that had the debate about the cold beer? Yeah. Jake, John Boy, you guys are wrong. Anyways, let's fucking go, baby. Championship, let's fucking get it. Okay. Let's get what it. What was that? I think this guy tweeted in Kyle about like how he can't have a cold beer with a cold food. Do you remember that? And we were like, what are you talking about? Like a sandwich and a beer is pretty nice. Yeah. He said he could only have a cold beer with hot food. I, yeah. I, I don't want to make this a recurring theme because just, just drink the beer. <laughs> oh, there's a good one. Nick from Utica, New York. Just a quick question on... We signed that Jason Dominguez kid, and we're all hyped on him and stuff, but what has he been doing? Like, I, I'm always trying to look, look up if he's been playing any games and stuff, because I know the kid that the Yankees drafted in the first round, I know it was like an international signing and stuff, but does does he not start playing till next year? What goes on with him? I, I'm just, I know he's really young and stuff. I just wanted to, just wondering what he was up to, if he's been like practicing with, with like the coaches or uh, what, what's up? I don't know. Let me know, guys. See ya. These kids are so young. So the Martian, Jason Dominguez, they signed him. I mean, I think they go to Doming the Dominican Summer League, right? Where they like play with the Yankees in uh, the Dominic the DR, and then maybe he'll come over and start next year. Um, I don't know. Kids sixteen, like best 16 case years old. Yeah, best case they, um, we see him in five years. And I think, and this is a little bit from my nerdy baseball game, but I think there's like two tiers of Dominican Rookie League. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jason Dominguez is probably playing against 18-year-olds in the Dominican. Um, and then at some point they'll finally say, uh, I mean, is the, lo is the lowest Tampa? A-ball? What's the lowest in the States? Is it Tampa? Because there used to be low A, right? No, not, but I don't yeah, think yeah, there is any. It's anymore. rookie ball. Like rookie ball, that's right. 
but I mean, he might not even go there. Jason Dominguez is playing baseball, and he's 16 years old. That's what you need to know. Yeah. And he's on our no-trade list. Hey, this is Tim from Chicago. I got two questions for you guys. Um, just looking at, like, the standings and everything, I would actually rather play the Twins, the first one, uh, series, instead of playing the wild-card team. Because I think Cleveland, I think the Rays, and I think the A's actually might be tougher on the Yankees. I don't know. I was just thinking about what you guys were thinking um, about that. And I just got the news about Herman. Um, the domestic violence allegations. Um, I was just wondering what you guys think that the Yankees are going to do about that, like in the off season, or if they even have something that they always do. So I know Chapman went through that, but just kind of wondering what you guys thought um, just about that whole situation. All right, love what you guys are doing. Bye. I mean, I, I just don't like putting my foot in my mouth. Um, I'd much rather face the Twins than the Rays or the Oakland or Cleveland. Much rather face the Twins. And uh, if that comes back to bite me, then so be it. They don't have a single starting pitcher I'm scared of or a single reliever. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's basically the discussion, but it also kind of goes against the Yankees. I mean, the, the Yankees are just like a really good version of the Twins with better pitching and a bullpen. Um where Oakland, Tampa, and Cleveland, they all have the pitchers that, in theory, they can match up with you. I mean, it it just shows, like, what a different animal is, though. And if, you, if you're really interested in this, we did talk about this on Talking Baseball today. Um, and, and it might be a deep dive when the wildcard games come out. Maybe we'll do a mini episode. But, um, like, if the Twins want to do this, they almost need like a phenom to step it up in the pen, and they just need like Jake Odorizzi and Jose Barrios to be lights out. Um, which again, you were we're starting to ask a lot of things. I just said the word phenom <laughs> for their bullpen, um, so I I don't know. But again, like this is where this is where playoff baseball gets insane because if all the Twins hitters are hot for one week, you could find yourself in a tough spot, and you can say that with. Basically every team. Yeah. You'd rather play the Twins than the other three, though, right? Oakland's my least favorite. Um, Cleveland, I don't know what to think. Um, I I don't have my head wrapped around Cleveland. I have Tampa and Minnesota on the same level. Um, I mean, some of the guys in Tampa's lineup are just like, what? Tanaka owns Tampa, and we're just their big brother. Like... Um, so I have I have Tampa and Minnesota on the same level. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk out of turn. I scare myself. You've I I appreciate it. You've been against the Twins all year. You think it's fool's gold? Yeah, I don't even think they have gold. Fool's gold. Fake gold. Yes. Fool's gold is if they beat us in the ALDS. No. Yeah, that's not happening. Hey, if they did it, that would be their goal. Yeah, I've been pretty, pretty brutal towards the Twins. If I had a different personality, I'd double down on it. I'd be so fucking obnoxious about it. Right. And uh, instead, I'm just gonna let it out here and there, and here and there. And then if the Yankees beat the Twins, I'm gonna get like Jared Carabas obnoxious about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
And then um, if the twin, if the, somehow the twins beat the Yankees, I'll just cry and say like I was so wrong, and I'll be I'll be terribly sad. So how about this? If the Twins, Twins are the biggest fraud team in the MLB this year. Wow, there it is. Making the postseason, Out of the teams making the postseason, Twins are the biggest fraud team. There it is, people. Boom. Whatever. Whatever. Second what most home runs by a team in Major League history. It's fantastic, man. It's great. They play no one. Great team. What's their record against 500 or better teams? Um, I will tell you in a second, Jimmy. Their record against teams with a greater than 500 record is loading. They are 32 and 37 against teams with a greater than 500 record. And they're the only team making the playoffs with a record that's that bad against 500 teams. The Cleveland they, Indians are 25 Indians. and 36. And yeah, you like yeah. Cleveland. No, I don't. You like Cleveland. You like them I, more than Minnesota. Well, yeah, because pitching helps in, in the postseason. See? Yeah. Minnesota's got no pitching. Whatever. We'll see. Next question. What's going on, Talking Yanks? It's South from Staten Island. Um, obviously, the Domingo Herman situation is very unfortunate for all parties, but he has a very key role on the team currently, and he's not going to be able to fulfill it in the postseason now, so it has me thinking. Do you guys think Loisaga just became super important? Because he's kind of similar to what Domingo does in the fact he could go multiple innings and he kind of has some dirty stuff. He was rough earlier in the year, but he's looked good lately. So do you guys think he's going to be the guy that kind of has to fill it? Or is it just a whole new plan now? Um, just let me know what you guys think about that. Go Yanks. Yeah, we kind of covered this a lot already. Uh, we think Lasagna has a shot at that last spot. Um I, I'm not going to be heartbroken if it's lasagna or someone else. Like, whoever wins it, wins it. And I don't think that person's going to see any time besides slop losing time. And I hope right. there's not a lot of slop losing time to be seen. So it's not really a concern. And, but and it's fun for competition. That That's the mental gymnastics. Jim, I, I think I've got a fun way to look at it. Um, if Luizaga makes the team, which we're still not sure about, um, he can't jump the four horsemen or the goose at any point. Um, If he somehow, if his last regular season appearance, he's lights out and then he comes in a slop postseason appearance and he's lights out. There's a chance they would go to him over half. If there was a bunch of righties coming up. Um, But like, that's his max, max potential. Like there's nine innings in a game and we've got a bullpen that can go seven. (laughs) So, um, it his stuff is exciting, but we're there's not going to be like a Johnny. Oh my God, Johnny Lasagna is out of his cage moment. Like he just won't have the opportunity. No, you, you and you're positive. You don't want Chance Adams in that role. I mean, it, you know, I have a lot of theories. If it's a blowout game, get the other team tired. They got to run the bases. They're risking oh, injury wow. there. It's not a bad yeah. strategy. That's not a bad strategy, Jake. Get all, all the right. hits out of those bats. That's the it's end a, of the... It's a game of statistics and odds. I think that what you just said is really smart. Thanks, John. It's a game of statistics and odds. What game are you talking about? Uh, Settlers of Catan. I thought you were talking about life. No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Ticket to Ride. 
Take it let the door. All right, guys, that's the end of the voicemail episode. We appreciate you for tuning in and hanging out with us. Thank you to everyone that called, which is Amato, Todd Father, Bubak, Michael, Matt, Raphael, Sam, Kyle, Nick, Tim, and Saul. I'm Jim, I'm a little disappointed at the ladies. I'll be honest. I'm calling them out. No lady callers today? No lady callers. We who usually are, have who, a couple. Who are our lady callers? We got uh Jenny. Jenny. Suzanne. I think we've got t- I think we've got two Jennies that call in. I think there's a Suzanne. Suzanne, yeah. Yeah, what the heck? Um Hey, um, I have this is like we're we're ways out for this, Maggie. Jake. When is Maggie, yeah, when is the next um when's the next voicemail episode? Uh next week, next Monday, right? Guys, so so this is uh yeah, next Monday, which is the thirtieth. Um, or it comes out on the podcast app October 1st, but it's the 30th. Okay. So guys, here's the situation. We will be doing an episode, uh, to recap the Tampa Bay series. Actually, Jake won't be on it because we're traveling and, uh, Joe's McFly is going to sub in. So be excited and be ready for that. I got to want Jake to write a burn and then have Joe's read it. I think that'd be really fun. And then maybe I'll try to write a burn in your voice for the game too, since you won't be able to. I kind of want to write it in Joe's voice. I think I could. I feel like a puppet, but we'll see. Okay. So anyway, so the schedule after that is. So that episode is going to be Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Uh, It'll be on the the podcast apps. Then we play three games in Texas. So we record Sunday night. That'll be there Monday. We'll record the voicemail episode Monday night. That'll be on there Tuesday, October 1st. When you wake up on Friday, October 4th, there should be an episode of Talking Yanks so you can wake up and you can listen to roster talk, lineup predictions. Like we're going to do a pregame show online, but I want a full episode so you guys wake up and you're in fucking baseball mode right away. And we all are. And I, I want Jake and I'm making this on the fly. I want some voicemails where people call in and we just all get ourselves fucking hyped up. Like you don't need to okay. make great points. I just want energy. Yeah, no like, no like positive call, energy. Yeah, n- nobody call in with voicemails like I don't like Paxton's matchup against Miguel Sano. Like, don't give me that shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be the October first. I think I want to do that on Friday, October fourth. I just want to fucking pump each other up. Okay. 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 Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be back. Jake won't be back. Uh, we'll be back. Whenever. Going to Maine for a wedding. So we'll be uh, together again making some content. A lot of Maine content. In the great state of mine. Never Thank been. you guys. I don't, I, I think maybe when I was young. Uh, I think I, I think I went to like a lot. We went to New Hampshire for one of Luke's baseball tournaments. And I think we went to a restaurant you in Maine. into Maine. Yeah. Yeah. So like we like crossed to go to a restaurant. That's all. So if you guys are craving any main content, let us know. Yeah. Go just interview Red Sox fans. Yeah. What's it feel like uh, to not be a Red Sox fan momentarily because you probably don't watch games anymore. Shove the mic down their throat. Freaking Patriot season, huh? I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk to Red Sox. No, we're not going to do that. Remember in, in spring training, Jake and I went to the Red Sox spring training game. And we had the mics and the cameras, and we were like, let's record a video. And then I genuinely just didn't want to talk to Red Sox fans. Yeah. Like, I don't have the energy to do the fake 
you're better at it than me. I don't have the energy to do like the fake bullshitting like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, dude, that's such a waste of breath. You have to do like a five minute song and dance with a little self-deprecation. And then there's like a head nod and it's like, let's have an actual conversation. Yeah, we didn't even do anything. We just I just filmed and we enjoyed Nestor Cortez pitching in spring training. Look what happened. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. We'll be back later. Enjoy these uh, next two games versus Tampa. It's uh, tryout season for all the bullpen. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.